hundred years. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta get it done. No time for fun now. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta move on those days. I like this whole idea. It's all right. Better. I love it. See, this is what you sit down with the boss. So Mike Young here. A week ago, the show was called Stories That Need to Be Told. Eight minutes ago, it was called The Mike Young Show. And we just sat down with Al Madrigal, who's in the studio right now. And he's got a great idea because Al, was I've known him for years. Not only a great comic, great actor, but now he's a boss. And he's running things. He's Not got really. A, no, but he's a mar- He's got a. He, Al but has a marketing guide. Brand. Yes, and a uh, friend of many uh, comedians that um, could see, me and Bill Burr sensed that a lot of people were getting screwed over. So we developed an organization to combat that. Absolutely, and there was an all things comedy was born. Yeah, and it's a great. I love and and I got excited the first time I even heard about this place and what you were doing because I always. It's it's kind of like the way I when I did like the Young American Comedy Tour years ago. It was like the same sort of a thought. I sat on the Comedy Store patio. I said, "These are some of the best minds in comedy. Why are we not banding together on some level and like just blowing up the world?" It's, it's United comedy. Artists. We we all have these assets. So you have your act that can turn into a comedy special or a comedy album, and you can also take those stories and you can animate them. You can develop those stories into a show. Like think about all. All of the assets comedians have. You have this podcast. You have a radio show. Uh, look at all the books the comedians have written over the years. So movies, you Jordan Peele's Get Out to, you know, like you talk about like the, the Bill Burr assets and what he's capable of doing with F is for Family and the animation. So just all over the place, you know, we've always had sitcoms. Of course. But all of the other things that we're capable of developing – why don't comedians own the distribution network that controls all that shit? So Absolutely. that's 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 the idea. And it's obviously it's taken a long time to get up and running, but we're sitting in a studio in Burbank and like things are moving along. But as far as your show, this show that people are listening to right now, yep. I have known Mike Young for a long time. I remember the first time we actually met, there was a Ramada on Vermont that was uh, we used to do stand-up in. In the basement. <laughs> in the basement. Four, three or four people would be there. Yep. And I remember going to see um, oh uh, Mike, and we for the first time we sort of met down there. Um, and this is what, 2004, 2005? Yep. And then we shared, you were getting a Patron. Yeah, sipping tequila <laughs> like I did for the next 15 years. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. we had one of those together, and I've uh, been friendly ever since. So we know all of these, you know, the same people. And we're all contrary to, a lot, you know, a lot of comedians are competitive. I don't even understand why. Oh, I, I There's agree. Plenty of work for everybody. So I, this organization is built on all of us bringing each other up. And um, speaking of which, I wanted to talk to you about the show. Like, we should talk about what this show is because um, I thank everybody for listening, but you have a certain skill set yeah. in Hollywood. You've been single in Hollywood for how many years? Well, now probably four, five straight years. Of just being single? Yeah. You haven't even had a girlfriend for five years? I mean, I've years? had six-month girlfriends f- over the last five years. I, when you knew me, I was in a five-year relationship. 
Then I went into another five-year relationship. Wow. And then after that, I just said, I'm going to enjoy and see what it is to be single for a minute before I get locked back in. So I did single at the craziest, most interested, uh, let's say interesting level. I mean, I've been extremely single for years. Little five-month relationship, maybe a three-month situation, but really living single. All right, now, as a, I've been married for 17 years. Yeah. I've uh, been with my wife for like 19 years. I'm closing in on 20. And you've always felt married. I've felt yeah. a little married. Yeah, I had a good, <laughs> solid run of being single for from, I'd say, 24 to, you know, 28. I had a good, solid four years yeah. of singleness. But prior to that, really didn't know what I was doing and fumbling through it. And that's what I'm thinking this show is, is guiding guys. And now, stock tip, if you could weigh in. Dave, yeah. Um, How are you with the ladies? Uh, I'm very good at getting numbers, but beyond that, like, I kind of get shy. He's not a closer. I freeze up. He's not a closer. (laughs) Yeah, because um, it's difficult to approach somebody without seeming creepy. Absolutely. Like, I'm comfortable with the people I know, but if it's someone I've never seen before, it's like, what do I say? How do I approach them? Like, it's like the initial, like, walking right. up to them. I've always had that difficulty as well. Like, I, I'm great with people I get sort of formally introduced to. Let's say I'm at a dinner party. It's my um, a girlfriend of mine's friend. You know, I've known her forever, and this is my friend. We work together. Boom. I need their ear for a little bit so they can realize how that funny, I'm funny and witty yeah. you are. Exactly. Comedians have the the hand up with girls. They just do. Funny is women love funny. That's just a that's sure. just a, that's a fact. But what advice do you have for even like a, do you approach women that you don't know? Yes. I've always I was very lucky, Al. As a kid, I grew up on a block with 40 kids, cul-de-sac to cul-de-sac. So my training ground, it was like being in an Olympic village. I had literally, <laughs> there was like 21 girls on my street alone. I grew up in a neighborhood where it was like cul-de-sac to cul-de-sac, cul-de-sac to cul-de-sac, same thing, like six different blocks of kids everywhere. So I was around girls at a very young age, learned talking, socializing, no, you know what I mean? And you kind of... It wasn't foreign to you. I went to St. Ignatius College Preparatory for Boys in San Francisco. I've never even seen a school like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a public school kid from Detroit. See, like, this almost reminds me, like, since you're going to be giving advice on dates, like, almost having, like, an earpiece in your ear, like, seeing what's going on in you. like The Cyrano, yeah, Roxanne, uh, just to have a guide they did it in um my one of my favorite movies which was uh easy money with uh roddy dangerfield yeah when uh tell her you're bad yeah i'm bad listen it's been a theme <laughs> it's obviously been a theme for a thousand years sure. talking to you know how to communicate with women i don't like to say that i'm like I'm, I, I i'm not there's no master of it but i've there's a comfort a, level there's a comfort level and I attribute my comfort level literally to growing up with girls everywhere. Women, we play flashlight tag, you're with a girl, you're hiding out in a tree house, you're so, you know what I mean? You get to learn to talk to women early. And I had co- female cousins, and it was always respect and being cool, but you start to, after years of talking to women, you start to kind of learn how to talk to them. And, like, and I just found my groove. I like women, and... 
friends would come to me to the point where like no joke like back before Stamos was married and this is why Stamos ended up in my movie before he was married he was doing a lot of dating I was like schooling I don't want to say I'm schooling John Stamos but like I was kind of offering advice and he's like, dude, you're you're unbelievable at this. And I was How like, How do you offer advice to John Stamos? <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> okay, this is the, exactly what I'm talking about. This is the level of expertise that Mike Young has. Is that you imagine John Stamos okay. as this legendary sort of ladies' man and extremely attractive man? He's a handsome dude Beyond. who shouldn't need any help. He's a celebrity, yeah, exactly. and he's handsome. If that guy was working as a construction foreman, he would still be doing well with women. The whole neighborhood. <laughs> Be coming around the building. But you are skills are and advice is at such a high level of expertise that you offer advice to that guy. To that guy. Crazy. It's amazing. Yeah, we were yeah, we were fr- and then then I had whatever. Then I put the then I wrote the movie and he came to me and he was like, dude, this advice is unbelievable. And I don't know where I got the I don't know, but I don't want to brag about my skills of communication. But go and, ahead. And that's all it is. We're not talking about setting out for conquest. We're saying, this, like, uh, let's this, get it straight. Yes. This is not about conquest. This is not tricking women. This is just communication skills. It's just about communicating. You know what I mean? Feeling out the room, you know? And like, even one of the things I put into the movie was like, learn to listen. Like, nobody listens anymore. Like, dudes stomp all over everybody's words. And girl, women, girls, they need to be listened to. So, like, when you and stock tip, I'll tell you right now, that's a huge problem with with you. You step on words all day. So when a girl's talking, you're already you're not even listening anymore. You're just thinking about the mid sentence jump in, and you're thinking about what you're gonna say next without listening to the person that's actually talking and taking in and being interested. That's what I, I've known for a long time. It's much better for you to be interested rather than interesting. Great, Al. See, you just wrote a sentence in my book of Single Mike's book. All right, great. Because like I'll yeah. do like the you know the Bumble dating, and like like I said, I told you last week. Every time I go on a date, I think it goes great. But you know, I think it goes great, and then I never hear from them. But this is what's going to have to happen with you, and you're going to have to learn this, and you're going to have to be patient. You're running at a. You're trying to get these girls, and I see who they are. I look at them. You, they're like all little Instagram models, hot chicks in half shirts. And listen, not you don't need to be six two, one eighty five ripped, okay? But lower some expectations for yourself, all right? Because these girls, just because they look like that, don't mean that their personalities are at that level. Yeah. Sit back, relax. 100% keep being you. Quit trying to be somebody else. You know what I mean? You don't need a haircut every time you go on a date. You don't have to trim the beard 30 <laughs> minutes early. Do you, and you will find a girl who falls for stock tip day for all the quirky-ass shit that you are. You are a quirky, <laughs> funny dude, yeah, but it's like the, it. the theme of everybody's thing is is you got to accept the flaws. Like mm-hmm. Absolutely. Accept the flaws. You're going to find somebody who digs that you laugh weird, who digs that for some reason you got to go get a perfect beard trimming at 115 every other Thursday. You're going to, you know what I mean? You find somebody who digs that. Yeah. And that's, just you just got to be patient with that. But there's nothing wrong with plugging away, having fun. You know what I mean? We're in a weird space and time right now in the in the world with like, you know, with, with this Me Too movement and guys being aggressive, which is, a, I think it's a great thing that we're going through this because all the aggressive asshole type dudes that have just been that way forever power hungry throwing their weight around money guys with you know trying to bully girls 
they're making their way either to jail or they're just getting out of the picture. Get the fuck out. You, your day's done. You know what I mean? Your day is, you've seen your day. It's now time to just be a human being, give women respect, listen, communicate. Don't be a gropey, physical. Women don't like that, man. They've been followed home for years. They've been scared physically for years. Don't be a gropey, touchy dude. I don't even like that shit when I see it on a stranger. You know what I mean? Yeah. You see these dudes like throwing arm around a girl's head. Don't do that. Don't put a half a headlock around. You know what I mean? Women, leave them alone. Don't, don't t- physically touch them. But Sit the fuck I've back. gone the other way. Again, I went through all of this like fancy lad training. I grew up in a family with all boys, and I've always respected women to the point where I've not. I don't want to be the headlock guy, but I also was like, "Hey, I'm so respectful of your boundaries," you know, like that. I'm too cautious. Don't be too cautious, and I'm not talking about be, but feel out the room, Al, which you're pretty much a master at. You've done seven thousand comedy shows. It's just like feeling out the room. Oh, I'm much when better it, now. Like, and also married for like eighteen, nineteen. You know, we're talking about deep, deep into marriage, and also, but if I was. Um, I mean, I have a 16-year-old son, so, you know, what do you tell somebody like that? You sort of, you have to take chances, but be respectful at the same time. So there's this middle ground that people have to hit. Yes, which is, but you feel that. It's like if you're in touch with just sitting, if you're in in touch with the room, you feel when that's the right time. Mm -hmm. You can feel when a girl is, you know, giving you physical, you know, she's close physically and wants to be touched. You know when it's the right time to put a hand on a leg and, you know what I mean, see where it goes. You know if there's a moment to touch a hand. If she's coming at you and she's like, ha you're so funny, and there's a rub on the shoulder. That rub on the shoulder is her way of saying, it's okay for you to maybe hold my hand. You know what I mean? Like, there's physical signs that come around. So this is what I really strongly believe this show should evolve into is exactly what's happening here. This conversation, I think the show, uh, Stock Tip Dave, we can watch him through Bumble. We can talk to him. We can mold him into somebody that can just have a meaningful relationship with somebody who appreciates you. I think that's going to be a big part of it. I'd love for you to not just teach guys how to talk to women, but women how to talk to guys. For sure. And uh, Single Mike is back on the air. <laughs> I would love also, and this is, I'm just throwing this out there, and it's, you know, obviously we're recording, so I haven't run this by you, but the current listeners of this show, um, I'd love for everybody to weigh in on the title. What should this show be called? Should it be called Single Mike? Because you have, but does that explain what this show really is? Or is it how to communicate with the opposite sex? Or is that like, you know, specific uh, with Mike Young? Or it was like how to talk to people? You know, I'm not sure what the title is. Con- right. Is it connecting? C- connecting you know? with others. Right. And not seeming like a complete creep right. with Mike Young. I mean, you single Mike idea. connection. Like our next Instagram post should be maybe like we're taking a vote. Write your comment of what you think our, the name of the title should be of our show. Sure, we yeah. need, we're, re, like do, we're do reconfiguring the show. This is not. This is a very specific show. I think we've had enough of comedians talking to other comedians. I think knowing what I know, and this is also just from ran, pulling from random places, the sex doll industry is going to explode. Uh, especially in China, there are people that are incapable of having conversations with others because kids are so coddled because of helicopter parenting yep. that they're scared to take chances. 
um, you will be able to help a ridiculous amount of people. Korean kids, uh, I know this just from talking to the uh, friends of ours, yeah. are living at their homes until they're 40 years old and not meeting anyone. Wow. Their um, parents are going out and wearing wristbands that have pink or blue on them to signif- uh, signify like what type of child they have. So the kids aren't even present. Wow. And Korean parents are doing matchmaking things to try to get their kids out of the house. This is a huge epidemic in the United States and all over the world. And I think you will be able to help quite a few people communicate. Single mic saves the world. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll wear a cape. You know what I mean? I got a costume. The whole thing. No, but it's funny that you say that because it, this could be. This is going on with Korean kids and people all kids all over the world. I think, and I'm watching it with my nephews, right? They're 16, they're 18. And because they've spent so much damn time looking down at that phone, they've lost a block of time for communicating face-to-face with people. And my little nephew, who is the most... My nephews are mixed. They're the most handsome little kids in the world. Girls are all over that. They don't even know what to... And my nephew doesn't know what... He's like, Uncle Mike, I, this girl Lisa was talking to me, and Lynn Laura was talking to me, and then I don't know if I said this to... I, don't, I was like, yo, bro, this is going to be going on, by the way, for the rest of your life. So we need to get this straight early. Like, we got to figure this out now. Because you're going to be good-looking and smart for the remainder of your life. So you need to learn to sit back, you know what I mean, and get your cool hand back, you know what I mean? Because you're chasing, you're you're freaking out, you're chasing every dialogue. You don't know what to say to this girl. You don't know what to say to that girl. What you need to do is sit back for a minute. You know what I mean? Sit back in the chair. Let these things play out. Think about who you like. Who are you? Which of these girls are you enjoying time with? You know what I mean? Don't let them. They're making you a nervous wreck. It's affecting your schoolwork. It's affecting, you know what I mean, where you want so to... So they're be- jockeying for him and his attention, and he's not able to even really see who he likes. He's so nervous about the whole thing. He's, he's so nervous a- about the whole thing. He doesn't know who to talk to or how to talk. And it's because I feel like for the last, for seven years prior, all, all him and his buddies have done is stared at a phone, you know what I mean? And well, they haven't communicated at the in the lunchroom where you learn half your game in a in a lunchroom of a public school you know you didn't go to you went to all boys school but i was you know i'm at the lunchroom i'm at the table i'm talking to girls i'm 7 minutes in heaven spin the bottle i'm still looking for a game you know what i mean yeah i think we think, played like, those games when i went to even though i went to all boys school like we had all girls schools that we socialized with i was a thousand times more social than i feel like a lot of kids are today so I think it's even exponentially worse. Uh, my son, again, goes to an all-boys school here in Los Angeles. So he's sort of going through. My daughter will go to an all-girls school. And the phone thing that you're talking about, people don't even text each other. Not only are they not calling each other at all. There's rare times that I've ever, ever seen my son call someone on his telephone. Right. He doesn't even, they don't even talk. Yeah, they do not even speak on the phone to each other. Um, there is no texting. It's all Snapchat. It's all Instagram. Like, they follow each other and like each other, and, like, that's it. They're communicating yeah. through – it's like, almost like, ah, ah, you're going back to caveman shit. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, you know I mean? have people now where you're like, you'll call them and won't answer, but if you send them a text, response in five seconds. But, like, even, even with people that are older, like, I've been at, at goal. Like, there's been, like, ten of us – at each stool in the bars, whatever, and 
everybody's looking at their phone and it's nobody's terrible. talking. Yeah, <laughs> there needs to be. I'll have a, a single mic, no phone week. Like we'll, we'll we'll do a whole we'll do an experiment. Put your phone down. Well, for, also, you know, when you do have guests on. Um, I'd love to hear about everyone's dating advice, regrets, you know, like worst things that they've said or tried to do. Do you know how many girls, I remember just like in college and high school, like I leaned over to kiss and then moments before they got violently sick and vomited somewhere. <laughs> Like, that has happened to me so many times. And I, like, That's I, why you're a comedian. <laughs> it really is true. Again? Why is everyone vomiting? Like, I was really just, like, it's happened to me so many times. Where'd you grow up? In the Bay Area? Yeah, San Francisco. Yeah, what was that up there? Why is everyone throwing up before you kiss them? What's going, what's going on in the Bay Area? Yeah. yeah. It really did happen a couple of times in high school, a couple of times in college, and a couple of times after that when people are out drinking heavily. Well, you know what? I think when maybe there's a correlation when there was a lot of booze involved. I got up my courage to, to make moves. Yeah. And I only got up my courage to make moves after my date had nine vodkas in her. You know, like Listen, that's, alcohol <laughs> is... Listen, it helps some people get their courage up, obviously, for sure. You know, I mean, I get lucky courage a lot. It helps yeah. me. I haven't drank in seven months, so I'm on a straight. Just, just Yeah, it has nothing working. to do with it. When you drink a lot of liquor, you sort of become the person that you're not. Exactly. You know, it's like if you're quiet, then you start talking. If you talk all the time, then you get quiet. Like, you just really... I really, when I drink now and drink a little too much, shut it all down, get exhausted, I'm done. Yeah. Which yeah. is the real you. Yeah. I mean, you need to. You've probably, you're probably so busy, your brain's ready to shut off. You probably, four, yeah, four drinks. And it's like, I'm going to go look for a couch. I'm done. <laughs> Again. We had something interesting happen where one of my son's friends had to go to the hospital because he drank nine shots. How old is he? In about an hour, 16. In an hour, nine shots? Yeah. Wow. They were playing, I think they were playing beer pong with shots. Yeah, he got poisoned. Yeah, he alcohol poisoned, poisoned himself. Yeah, yeah. He probably won't drink for a long, long I time. I doubt it. Yeah, that's uh, one good poisoning. We'll set. <laughs> yeah, I've, totally. I, I had a good college poisoning. Five years didn't drink. One, one good trip to the hospital. Sure. What's your? That's interesting. How, are you the cool parent out with that? Like, are you like, listen, son, if you want to try this? <laughs> oh no, we've let me. we've offered him. My son sips of. You know, I don't want it to be this stigma. I don't want it to be a thing. Like, cause I think if you deprive your kids of uh, television, then they are going to seek it out elsewhere. If you deprive, deprive your kids or little kids of video games, they're going to fiend. They'll end up being the kid with bloody thumbs totally. over a sleepover. You know, if you deprive your kid of sugar cereal, which my parents didn't let me have any sugar to anything. Wow. I went over to my cousin's house. I had like nine bowls of Apple Jacks. And just sitting there <laughs> right. like a crazy person. <laughs> So we've always been firm believers, and we were in Italy, and I go, hey, they're pouring wine for you. You might as well drink a little bit and try it. He's like, nah, I don't like the taste of it. But whatever. It's like, here. That's the move. That's the smart move. You booze, you lose. Uh, And that's what we tell them all the time. (laughs) Anything more than two drinks, you're asking for trouble. Yeah. Two drinks, you're never going to feel better than that. So funny. My parents scared me into doing shit. Like they would be like, "If you do, if you try marijuana, I'll break your." Like they were like a way against it and didn't know the way to communicate it. Yeah. So they would like threaten me to the point where I was like, "I got to go get high because because yeah. you're scaring the shit out of me. I need to go smoke a joint around the corner." Oh my God. When I came home from my first high school party, as a freshman in high school, I came home from a big party, 
and I showed up late. My mom met me at the top of the stairs when I was trying to sneak in. She threw me up against the wall, and she said, what are you doing? Are you out there drinking? Are you out there smoking weed? Are you high on cocaine? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm not high on cocaine. I don't even know what cocaine is. <laughs> and freaking out. But, uh, yeah, my, my parents were fired up, but I saw them drink all the time. I never saw anybody. I just want to, like, show my son. I'm never going to show him. I'm never going to drive wasted. Right. With anybody around, like I don't want to set a decent example. They're never going to see me falling down drunk. They're never going to like. You've always had a, e- a nice even disposition, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, I get fired up and uh, lose my temper, but what, uh, from what I've come to realize with a lot of parents and a lot of people I know, it's like, uh, all people do it, you know. Right. The yeah. frustrated every parent has I half mean, exploded. Moments, yeah. My parents still do it. Like I'll go out to dinner with them. If I order two drinks, my dad will shake his head and discuss. Oh yeah. Even like to this day, but we used to get in trouble back in the day, like because my brother had all these parties or was drinking, and it got to the point where, um, give you an example, they just discovered this like a party we had a long time ago. The vodka was replaced by water, and my parents had a party. 10, 12 years later, and, and one of my mom's friends came up to my came up to her. She's like, she's like, you know, this vodka bottle is filled with water, right? And she was like stunned because they've had amazing. the same liquor collection for for forever. So they never changed it, never checked it, never did anything. That's amazing. <laughs> I had one of my friends. Uh, oh, it's actually um, uh, the president of All Things Comedy's wife. When they were, they had uh, I think six kids in the family growing up, and they used to do that, replace all of the liquor in the liquor cabinet with water. <laughs> so then at one point they had this big dinner for their friends and the mom <laughs> went out to do a flambe, you know, where you pour a little booze on top and light it on fire. That's hilarious. And just poured water all over their food and then tried to light it <laughs> and then had someone and realized everything was water. That's amazing. So That's a great scene. I would uh, take that. Yeah, totally. That's a great scene. So booze, I mean, you get the courage to talk to women and people like vice versa, but I'd also caution people to know who your creepy friends are. Like, uh, yeah. don't don't hang out with the headlock guy. Don't hang out with Don't headlock. even associate with that guy. Right. Or tell that guy he's got to step in line. Like, don't get, hang out with... Um, there's a Instagram account that my, wa- uh, by my mom was looking at. And she was like, have you seen this? It says, don't be a Brad. And it's all no. guys uh, like just that look date rapey. Like, yeah. don't <laughs> hang out with these guys. Don't like, hang out with them. And all you dudes out there that think it's so cool to berate women, like some guys, that's their move is to put women down. That's like because it verbally it beats them up. You know what I mean? They really? Think that, oh yeah. There's like a whole thing with that. I forgot. There's like a term. I forgot the term, but they, they'll like put them down. You know what I mean? Just be mean to it's all, it's like third grade shit. Like you're pushing her down in the in the sandbox. Yeah, pulling a girl's hair because you like her. Exactly. That that that's that nice. moves that moves played out. That's that's an old move. So tell me back to uh, the Stamos. Oh, so that just like what advice do you give a guy like Stamos? Well, Stamos was going through. So he was going through a single level that was on another level, like. I'll, I'll tell you, he was on a celebrity level plus being John Stamos. So, I'm, <laughs> so he like his his philosophy was like, yeah, bro, you're in a relationship, you got to get that threesome out of the way. It's like, listen, bro, you're living on another planet. You know what I mean? You're just not in the world of where. Are you. So don't ask, if I'm going to tell you anything about dating, get that out of your. That's some Hollywood Jack Nicholson in a hot tub philosophy. That's not the world that you're trying to tell me you want to find a good girl. 
and 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 being. But it wasn't like I was like schooling Stamos, but he was just going through some things with like in, in his dating life. And I was like, "Yo, man, just just sit back." You know what I mean? Like, you're you should never be overthinking this. Like, you can't be insecure with that head of hair and that fucking golden tan. You know what I mean? Sit back, relax, find a girl that doesn't just love you for being famous and she's known you, you know, who you were for her whole life. But that's got to be tr- tricky for him. For sure. But there's women out there who are like smart, who are like, like, I, I, he, he got, he's married now. He's got a kid. He's doing, he's loving life and he's got a great girl. But back then, this was five years ago, I was like, yo, man, maybe you need to date like a lawyer. You know what I mean? Like a hot, cool, like Clooney's girl. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Go high level. You're going in this low level world right now, and you need to go like high level. You know, he was out at the parties and like you know hanging out and you know trying to connect with like little actresses that have already been you know fans of his forever, well, also, trying to get a leg up in the business. And it's and whole, he wasn't seeing it. It's a whole other world that we're obviously not familiar with. But the celebrity, I can, I'm sure you know the comic that I'm talking about. But I heard a story where like uh, two comedians are walking down the block. A supermodel jumps out of like the bushes and says, "I want to have sex with you right now." And the little guy looks at his friend and goes, "I gotta go." And uh, like, I don't know what that's like. And that's never happened to me. I get to like a, you know, I'm talking about how I'm married on stage and doing kid jokes. You know, right. and nobody's coming up to me and offering anything. I don't get offered. People barely put their arm around me when I'm uh, taking a, a photo after a, at the Brea Improv. No one's touching Al. No, you just need a hug. <laughs> yeah, no one's touching Al. That's the name of my new podcast. Yeah. So. I've had some moments like that before the comedy store, and you were there. I mean, before the comedy store blew up again, and it was kind of empty, and we had many rooms all over the comedy store. I remember that. I was with you and Rogan, and this is like Friday night, two thousand seven. Yeah, like just yep. Uh, yep. And uh, I think I know what you might be talking about. Yeah, and there was there was ladies all over the place, you know, and there still are. There's more now. I mean, I can just be real. Back then. If you, whoever was coming to the comedy store was just really passionate about comedy. And this girl, this stunning brunette, walked out. I hadn't even gone on stage. She walked out. Rogan had just gotten off stage. Rogan is like, hey, Mike, give her a tour. Maybe she wants a tour of the comedy store. I'm like, you want a tour? Have you, you ever been here before? We walk around. She's a little drunk. Next thing I know, I'm fully making out with this girl. We walk around. On a tour. We're on a tour. I've taken many tours of the comedy store. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't want to go to the dark side right now, but a lot of things used to happen in that building. A lot of things. And we ended up in a dark corner of the comedy store, and we did everything within eight minutes. And it was... It wasn't me being. Yeah. I wasn't headlock Johnny. There was no headlock. This no, was, she was all. She over dragged you. Yeah, yeah. me into a woman's bathroom in the main room, and everything went down. And I, Rogan and I still talk about that moment. Stock tip, Dave. Uh, how many times does that happen to you? Um, none. None. Zero times. But I was going to say, what you guys were talking about reminded me because I was watching the Robin Williams documentary and he would be performing at the comedy store. He'd actually be married and they said he'd finish his set, grab a girl who was there with a guy. He'd grab the girl, walk off, and the two of them wouldn't be seen for the next few hours. Yeah, Robin Williams, is a, he was a real... He, he, he would was, just grab a girl and just leave the with women. them. But, you know, when somebody is uh, interested in you and you're down with that, great. But we're talking about respect, being yourself, being comfortable, and uh, just being open to, like, just being friendly and communicating. There's there's exactly. no wit that it, that's helpful, 
but it's also just the comfort of being you. Be you. That's the that's the number one thing. Just be all you because you you is going to come out at some point anyway, mm-hmm. whether it's day nine of you dating or month eight, you know what I mean, whatever it is, the you is good. They're going to find out who you are. Yeah. So like all the upfront fronting, that's kind of just the sooner you can get rid of that and just be, you know what I mean, whatever it is you are, just just be all you right up front, you exactly. know? And I, you know what? I don't know. I think... I, I don't know. I think growing up, like I said, growing up with all the girls in the neighborhood, learning to have no fear. Unfortunately, in my life, I had a lot of early tragedy in life. And I, this is going to somehow relate to this. But, like, I lost a lot of people. We, you know, we, we're crazy family stories, but we got three suicides. I was at funerals. I was probably at 15 funerals before I was 19 years old. Wow. Very tragic. Yeah, yeah. It's part of I don't talk about it on stage, nothing. But what it said to me early on was... I'm going to say everything. I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm not going to have any fear because this could all be over. And that's a tragic, this is the tragic chapter of the single mic chapter. But like, I have no fear of saying anything because this could all go away tomorrow. So you have to have that mentality when you're talking to women, when you're talking, when you're communicating. You got to know that like, you know, not to be drop philosophy, but like, Life is short, man. And I saw that very early. So, like, I like girls. I'm saying everything. You don't like me? On to the next. Let's talk to the next girl, see well, what happens. I really do think there's a lot of people, women, men, young men, older guys, people that are recently separated, divorced, broken up, from, and just getting out of long-term relationships that don't know what the dating world is like right now. Guys like Stocktip, Dave, who is you're on a, um, you know, Bumble. Uh, how do you navigate these apps? What apps are there? Are you on Raya? Or you... I've never even heard of that. No, oh, they need God. the single mic app. They Just the ask the question <laughs> on the app, I mean, and I'll give you the answer. Very simple. So that's the other thing. Is So I think you should do calls. I think you should open this up. I think you should rename it. I don't know what that name is, but hopefully people are going to help out with that. I think we need to guide Stock Tip into a healthy relationship or whatever you want. Um, and again, it's not about conquest. It's about communicating, and Mike Young is here to help you do that. Um, I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, last thing, Al. Last thing before last thing before you go. You just you know you're talking about like divorce guys, right? Fresh out of divorce, they're, crazy. They're more lost than anybody I've ever seen. And they all, all my buddies who are divorced, they do come to me. And I ended up writing a bit about it because I couldn't take it anymore because their their game is at another, at, at a very low level in the single world. They've been locked up for so long, they don't know how to act. And so I actually did a bit because I took my married, my divorce buddy, I took, I said, yo, bro, I'm just going to help you turn your brain off for a minute. Just decompress. I'm taking you to One Oak. I'm taking you to a nightclub. You know what I mean? The music's going to be loud. At least stimulus-wise, you're going to see the prettiest girls you've ever seen running around do nothing and i look over and he's already showing the bottle service girl pictures of his kid's soccer team you know what i mean like literally that's exactly what (laughs) there's a move like uh, guys get so sentimental for their families and that's all they know that's their one move that's the one like bullet that he has in his chamber but and family's a beautiful thing but not the good move not a move this for is the like bottle crazy service stupid girl. love with ryan gosling and steve carell love that, my, movie. love that movie because you're that guy you're the guy at that <laughs> nightclub who could help the steve carells of this world 
and guide them after a divorce, guide them into out of a all boys school or Snapchat, <laughs> just phone relationship. Listen, when you get out of prison, you have to have a transitional plan. When you're out of prison, you got to figure out how you're going back into society. After a breakup or after a divorce, it's the same thing. You need a plan to get back into society. Now, you've recorded a lot here. You've recorded a lot with Aaron, uh, our engineer. Aaron, what do you think of this idea? How are you liking this? <laughs> I think it's great. All I right. think, uh, he just yeah, woke I think up. we're on to something. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. So okay. do you have a live call-in feature where so people can take a random call or do you screen yeah, them? Yeah, we, we can actually. We could have a live call-in feature. We could absolutely have people call in. So you guys <laughs> Listen, can. Listen, let it be known. Because I've actually had people come up and say you should have people call in during the show. Let that it be known. and he'll easily probably... re- remedied. So we can announce what time you're going to be here and uh, make sure that everyone knows well in advance. You can plug it a couple of times and then we could set that up. Correct, Aaron? Yes. All right. So <laughs> you guys have met one word, Aaron. Yeah, totally. I think it's great. Yo, yeah. it's funny, man, because you you know you talked about Stamos, but it just threw me back to another four years ago or whatever when Saget had broken up. You know, he's getting married now and he's got a great girl, but he was with somebody there was and he had a, he couldn't figure out. And this is somebody who's done very well, very famous. You know, whatever women like, but he had to get the ring back. And I actually navigated the (laughs) ring transaction. Wow. He was almost willing to let this thing go and let the girl, like, take the ring and just be done with it. No, 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 no. I went straight, used my old Detroit skill, my Detroit powers, and I was like, no, no, no. You cannot allow that $40,000 to walk away. A lot of money on a ring. And you know what I mean? I was like, no, no, bro. We're going into... I'm going to do the communicating here. We're and it set was up a, a trade. Did you do a swap? Did, did she it. get something else in return for the, or not really, just no, get it back? No, because she had done bad things. She, oh. had the, it was her fault. A lot of things were her fault. We got the ring back. Awesome. You know what I mean? Great. Mike Young set up the drop. <laughs> a lot of stories that need to be told in addition. So, again, break it down into segments, do calls, have there, it be organized, and you're going to see that um, the service you provide is also going to have a lot of people uh, you know, listening and watching all the tips uh, on Facebook. I may end up not. with a daytime talk show. I That's mean, right. I don't, Al, you could really, we'll, sure, love it. we'll come under your umbrella. There, By the way, hold on, Dave. Let me just say this. Al Madrigal, who is sitting, I have, we haven't even really said your last name, but Al is not only a phenomenal comedian, I've loved your stand-up forever, bro. You are oh, thanks, a great man. stand-up. Appreciate you it. always have been. But you've like quietly transitioned into a, you know being on television quite a bit. Al's now on, I'm dying up here on Correct. Showtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've always been like this subtle, quiet, humble, at least from what I've known, like this little quiet assassin who like has always been working you know what i mean picking up act you know you've been acting you've been on tv for a long time different deals different shows and you know you've got a mind which which i love because i'm kind of feel like that's the zone i like playing in is the bigger picture and that's why al you know along with bill burr and ari and a couple other guys people started all things comedy so i just want to say you know Thanks for coming and hanging. If people didn't know Al Madrigal, that's who we're sitting with, you know, not just a buddy Al. This is, you know, this is a guy who's put in time, put in work at a high quality level and obviously has an entrepreneurial mindset, which is given, you know, given a space and given a place and given a distribution channel and, you know, for for comics to thrive. And I think you're onto something, bro. And I think... I think this thing, once all the puzzle pieces finally connect, because I know 
it's, oh, it's going to be heavy. Yeah, it's it's uh, going uh, to work for sure. You might be the new Doctor Drew from like with Adam Frilla back in the day. Love right, line. Not, right. This, this is where Stock Tip Dave's dying to say something, but doesn't listen. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't listening to anything I said about Al. So you're gonna learn that, and now you might you might have to like a three day timeout till you do a, a listening exercise. We're gonna put you in an improv class. But my point is, once all those pieces fit, Al, and this is like, remember if you look at the old movies, like the Mel Brooks movies, right? Like the uh, just like even the like the Blazing Saddles or the uh, it's a mad mad world things like that. If you look at those movies, right? There's like seven or eight comedian or like amazing comedians and improv guys and just kind of their buddies that were hilarious that they wrote around, right? They wrote their voices around and put them in their movies. And those things were huge successes that were shot for not a lot of money. No, oh, Cannonball Run. Dude. Cannonball Run, perfect, yeah, perfect. example, yep. something like that, right? So. As a writer, director, I'm always thinking, like, we know the 20 funniest people in America, basically. In the, well, we be, really do. We're maybe, friends maybe with them. Maybe 50 of them. So the fact that we could easily do, um, and we've talked about this here, rent a cabin in Big Bear in the woods and do the Bachelor Party, party movie with, you know, Todd Berry and Andy Kindler and Bill Burr and, like, you Joey know, Diaz, just, yeah, Al exactly. Magical, Mike Young, Sebastian, Brett. I mean, just our whole... We just had, you know what I mean? Look at the wall. Felipe, Bobby Lieber, Burt Kreischer. I mean, that we've got funny. You know what I mean? Totally. And I just, I just love the whole thought of, you know, why not use your friends? You know, what I mean? why not put them in, put them in where they fit in? But it, it, back to, you know, de- this is definitely who I am. I love helping people. Um, your show doing the exact same thing. Uh, just being who you are, communicating effectively. It's not that hard. It's easily done, and everybody can do it. Exactly. Um, I'm going to jump upstairs. and But, uh Yeah. Great. Good luck. Al Magical, thanks for and stopping by. And help us figure by. out what this thing is going to be called. I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't know if Single Mike even describes what you're capable of doing. Like, so. The Mike Young Therapy Hour. The yeah, Mike Young. There's something there. Uh, it's, like, it's like this Ask love Mike connection. Ask Mike Young. Yeah. Ask Mike. Um, Connecting with Mike. We'll, we'll throw some Somebody out there listening right now has a great name. Yeah. I'm, I'm confident that somebody's going to help us with something. I like it. Maybe. I mean, that is my zone. That yeah. is. You can make an Instagram post. Both my movies have heavy advice moments. So obviously, I think I know everything. Later, Al. See you. Thank you. That was a. Uh, that's good. That's good wisdom. What do you think, Dave? I mean, what do you think? Do we change this thing up? Because we do need this show. People dig this show. They do. Whoever's, oh, yeah. even though we don't have a ton of listeners, everybody digs it. Like, yeah, everybody we're doing loves it. something, right? So maybe, maybe there is an advice. You know, maybe it's a structured advice situation where it's like we come back. Where what day is this? It's Friday, right? So maybe we always come back and it's like, all right. What happened with this girl with you over and your? What happened on your Bumble date? You tell me the Bumble date. Boom! I set you yeah. on the path. Maybe we bring in a female co-host or just like a face of, you know what I mean, to kind of like, you know, yeah, to help guide from from a woman's point of view. You know, maybe uh, we do a section of ten minutes of call-ins. You know, I just got divorced, bro. I don't know what to do. I'm talking to this girl. She's not giving me love, but she's taking my money. 
I can say, listen, bro, I, I already, I feel you. I know what's going on. Shut your bank account card down. Do not give her her own <laughs> visa to go do what she wants. Just chill out and be you. See if she really digs you for you. You know what I mean? So this is going to be, let it be a show about how to communicate with the opposite sex or how to communicate in relationships, actually. How about that? If you're gay and in a gay relationship and you're having a problem, I'll, I'll straighten out you. I'll go dude to dude. What do you want to talk about? I'll go girl to girl. Yo, you got we got three transsexuals in a triangle. Let's go talk about it. I'll help everybody out. This is a human show. It's yeah. not just man and woman, woman, man. It's like whoever's got an issue communicating. I think the one thing that I have been good at my whole life it's just my one thing is like is communicating. I can get along. You know what's going on, bro. I got people calling me from prison. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got friends locked up exactly. for 30 years. I know gangsters. I can communicate with drug kingpins. I can also communicate with billionaires that own sports teams. I can communicate with high-level business people that are making you know real estate development moves in every city. I can definitely help put people together and communicate Maybe it's just a show about communication. Exactly. Yo, maybe it's Mike. Yo, have you guys heard that show? What's it called? Mike Young Communicates. I don't know what the fucking name no, is, bro. It's funny you said that because I was about to say Al's that. got me all messed up with a new. Now I got to think of a name and a rebranding. <laughs> no, the good I, news is they're not shutting us down over here. We'll have a space to come exactly. play. No, I was going to say the same thing you said about having a 10-minute call in where they call and asking you for advice. I've also heard suggestions from you know, having like a, you know, another female in here as well with us to add to the dy- dynamic. Yeah. I don't want it to just be a relationship show. Oh, yeah. I want it to be more, I don't know, it's got to be, like, I mean, listen, if you want to get specific, yes, you go, welcome to men com- men talking to women with Mike <laughs> Young. You know what I mean? Because, we'll, you know, we'll talk to him. I mean, like you said, he can, you can have different 10-minute segments, 10 minutes segments of call-ins, 10 minutes of communication, 10 minutes of what you're working on, like, dude, like different aspects of it throughout the show yeah i mean the funny thing is being in la this long and being from detroit and see, you know i've met a bunch of celebrities obviously but some celebs that i've met and i'm never going to drop names but i've been in vegas and i've been with celebrities and i've seen them talking to girls and all i'm thinking is dude you need to say less you know what i mean see, because that's what you, i need to do this girl only likes your tv show right now you know what i mean your personality is fucking up your whole tv show you need to say less things to this girl. And, you know what I mean? Your show was good. It was on NBC for a long time, bro. She was already a fan. But you are talking so much and so fast, and you're so overbearing. You need to settle down. So I know you're a celebrity, and you got a bunch of money in the bank, and you're famous. But you need to check yourself when it comes to talking to women because you're doing it all wrong. I don't care about fame. So I bring the Detroit game. I got it. <laughs> I bring the Detroit game to the Hollywood fame. I don't know. I don't know. Just making shit up. But whatever it is, we'll figure it out. Al ended up sitting in here. It's been an hour show already. Oh, yeah. You know? So um, we're going to figure out what it is. We didn't get into anything that happened this week, but that's okay. Um, uh, I'm going back to Detroit next week. I'm moving. Monday, I got movers coming. I'm shaking up my whole life. Um, I'm actually having lunch with Stamos at 1.30 today, so i got to get going in like five minutes. But uh, I don't know. What do you think, Dave? We're going to have to We're gonna do a little rebranding. Exactly. And are we going to be okay with a new name? Like, I know we went through a lot changing to the Mike Young Show. Yeah. Maybe we sit with the Mike Young Show for a sec, and we just we wait until you are fully 
f- till you fully understand how to transition every single thing. Yeah. And I put some money on it. You know what I mean? Like I'll pay to just like whatever our name becomes, I'll have to pay to, you know, just to get everything switched over to the new name. Yeah. Whatever it's going to be. So I mean, whoever's listening, think of a new, you know, hit us with some names. Let us know what you think. We'll put on Instagram, have people make comments. Because like I said, we were debating whether or not to keep the the on the, on the, the Mike Young show. So we- <laughs> The dirty version of the show would be called Mike Young, just the tip. Because <laughs> I'd be giving tips. You know what I mean? How about Mike Young, just the tip? It's a little dirty. Yeah, like I don't it. know. Just the tip it's, with Mike Young. It's catchy. Just the tip? <laughs> Not bad. Let's think about that for a minute. Anyway, it's uh, I got a show tonight in Hermosa at 8 o'clock. Tomorrow I'm doing both shows at Hermosa, 6.30, 9.30. Then I got Laugh Factory at 11.40. Then I've got Comedy Store at 12.30. So I'm doing four shows tomorrow, one show tonight. And next week I'm playing Windsor uh, on t- uh Windsor, Ontario, Canada. I'm playing Caesar's Palace with Russell Peters, actually. And then me and Saget go to Kansas, August 3rd and 4th. So if you're listening, call up your people in Kansas. Make sure they come out and see me and Saget, Kansas Improv. And then I got Oxnard Levity Live coming after that, August uh, 9th and 10th or 10th and 11th. What then, do you say? And then maybe Northern California, we're still working on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk to Stock Tip. Dave connected me with, with, one, with his, one of his boys in the dispensary arena. He wants me to come up there and tell 40,000 people about my show, and we're going to figure that out. He's, I'm going to end up getting paid, and I'm going to get paid in drugs, which is fine. I'll just sell those to you. <laughs> but uh, it's all good, man. So today's, today's episode, we're really trying to figure out what this show exactly is. Yeah. And it's almost like... I gotta let you read the single mic script that we're shooting. You gotta read it because right now the podcast is not part of the show. If because I didn't want to, I don't want the show to feel too busy. Yeah. But I'm starting to think that maybe this becomes a part of the show, and maybe the storyline within that the show is figuring out what the podcast actually is. And once I start talking real, maybe that's what the podcast becomes: is real talk with Mike Young. Exactly. Maybe it's real talk. Is there already a show called Real Talk? I think there is. There, I think there might be. Of course, there's got to be. Fucking Harry Connick Jr.'s probably got it. <laughs> uh, all right, yo, we're out. We're out, all right? Stock Tip Dave, peace out, buddy. We'll talk about goal next week. Mike Young, I'm out of here. Aaron, thank you. Our guest, Al Magical, great comedian. Catch him on the show. I'm dying up here. Great actor, good friend. He owns a good piece of all things comedy. He's doing good things. Peace. Take me back when I was a kid. Take me Never back. Never had now. to worry about what I did. The one time I'm one, a man two. now. Check it out. Now. Gotta the get it down. Sound. No time getting down now. now. Take me back uh, when I was a one, kid. Two. Never had to worry Take about what back. I Coming did. Coming back for you. But I'm a man now.